For many real estate agents, the 2008 housing crash was a total disaster. Yet even in the darkest days, there were still corners of our industry that found a way to thrive. Distressed sales, for instance, made up almost a third of all real estate transactions in 2009, with real estate-owned properties taking the biggest chunk of that market. And that was good news for Steve Jolly, a former home improvement contractor with a background in selling to businesses. Steve realized in 2005 that the REO market was a strong fit for his experience. Over the next few years, Steve closed hundreds of deals. But as the market recovered, the REO market began to shrink. Today, distressed sales are at a nine-year low nationwide. Yet Steve's business is still booming. And it's all thanks to clever marketing. No fan of traditional outbound marketing methods, Steve developed a direct marketing strategy that's helped him close dozens of REO sales every year. He's even written a book, Killed Cold Calls, in this interview, Steve Jolly explains his system for using digital marketing tools and content to generate and convert more leads without resorting to cold calls. This is Alan Bondi from Playster. This is Irina Kinsan of Coldwell Banker, Miami Beach. Hi, this is Steve Jolly from the Benchmark Realty in Nashville, Tennessee, and you're listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. Steve Jolly, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Uh, you know, one, we've known each other for a bit and have watched each other online. And so this is a great opportunity to, to get to chat with you and talk about your new book. Yeah, I'm excited too, Seth. Thank you for having me on. So tell me a little bit about Benchmark Realty. You know, what do you guys do that separates you from the competition in the Nashville area? And, you know, what are you doing that they aren't? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Benchmark is really unique in our area. We were one of the first brokerages to kind of take a hybrid model. Um, when I started there four years ago, I think I, three or four years ago, I was uh, I was the associate number three hundred and thirty nine. Wow! And we're close to a thousand right now. And explain for folks that may not know what a hybrid model is. What is that? Yeah. It's um it's it's something different from a traditional brokerage. Yet it's not like a, it's not a discount brokerage or it's not a virtual brokerage. But it's kind of like a mix between a virtual brokerage and a um, and a traditional brokerage. Uh, the big difference is in in the um, in the split. So so Benchmark does really not have a, a standard split. Most of the time, you just pay a monthly a flat monthly fee to oh, be a broker there. Interesting, and that has yes. that has helped you guys among other things. Helped you guys scale. It has. It has. Now, one of the things we have to do because of that is we try not to take any new brokers or brand new agents unless they come on as with a mentor. Oh, wow. So, that's an yeah. interesting process. I like that. Yeah. And so um, that's helped us really to to grow uh, very securely and very solidly and stay 
you know, when you grow that quickly, it creates all kinds of headaches, as you know. But that's helped us really stay in compliance and be really one of the leaders in compliance um, in Tennessee. You guys um, do a lot of REO transactions. Um, I understand you average 40 to 50 REO sales per year. Tell me, like, one, how did you get involved with that world? And tell for those that don't know, can you explain what it is? Yeah, sure. REO stands for real estate owned. And it's usually property that a bank or mortgage servicing company or even now a hedge fund might own um, that they that they need to sell for one reason or the other. Got it. And so and, um, and I came from a business to business background and my wife was a realtor before I was. And so she was trying to convince me to get into real estate. <laughs> Crazy yes. woman, that woman. Yes, yes. And, um, I was, I was very resistant because I didn't want to do business to consumer. Yeah. And, uh, this was back in 2005. And so she said, well, why don't you look at this? And it was REO and I'd never heard of it. Um, I was working as a home improvement contractor at the time. And so I thought, well, this kind of fits with what I want to do. Um, and I'll give it a shot and really, and, and also I kind of saw, uh, the way they were handing out loans back at that time, that that might be something that could grow. That might be a market that could grow. Yeah. I just had no idea that it was going to do what it did. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I started out in REO. Um, and since, uh, so I, I took off right away. I was told that I wouldn't have, I probably would have to wait two years to get my first listing. <laughs> and, uh, because of my business background and, and knowing how to sell to businesses, I had 13 in my very first year. That's awesome. So what yeah. are what are some of the challenges and benefits of REO? Like how would you how would you sell it to a, a you know, a newer agent looking to carve out a niche in, in their market? Yeah, it's kind of hard if you're a new agent unless you have some kind of background like I did in construction or understand or maybe even were a um Maybe even you did um, home flipping before or were a renovator. It's yeah. kind of really hard for the new agent to step in because there's so much you have to know on top of selling a home. Um, and really in Nashville, there's the business for REO has gone way down just because our market um, is, is so um, slanted to sellers. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's competitive market. So, so in Nashville, I probably wouldn't recommend or, or places like that. I would probably wouldn't recommend um, you trying REO in a hot market, but it'll come back in a couple of years. It always does. Yeah. And when folks, let's say folks, someone's trying to dive into this, how do they go about creating relationships with banks, lenders, asset managers, you know, folks that are running funds? Exactly. Yeah. Some of the ways I did it were through LinkedIn. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Tell yes, me more. I'm um, just trying to reach out and create relationships with with people um, that were already asset managers at different companies, and just and um, starting a relationship online, and then later following up um, via telephone. Um, really targeting them at what they really were looking for at the time, and and really they were looking for consistency and reliability. Somebody that, that uh, they when could they trust. Call, yeah, that they could trust because they don't get to see the property. You're their eyes and ears oh, interesting. on the property. Yeah. And so they usually never see it, but they have to make a lot of decisions. So they really trust 
um, what the information that you give them. And, and they also want to be able to call somebody and not take several days to get a response back. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting you say that. I mean, I think there is this illusion that digital has changed the way we do business but it still comes down to whether someone actually trusts that you're going to follow through and that you, they can rely on you. Um, I love to hear that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about leads and lead gen. You've, okay. you've recently written a book about lead generation called killed cold calls, kill yes. cold calls and, uh, how to generate a six figure real estate income like direct marketing legends without cold calls. And so what, gave you the idea to write the book? Well, I, I, I've sold over the telephone in a lot of different industries. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I found out is that I always got burned out on the, the cold call. Yeah. And so I, and, and that's just really a tough way to do business and I'm not really wired for it. And so that's why I would get burned out. And, um, and so I wanted to find a different way to, to, to generate leads and to convert them into clients um, that was more built on relationships instead of annoying people. And, um, so I, in the search for that, I came across direct marketing about five years ago and started diving head into that. And then I, I also noticed that nobody in real estate that I saw, well, there were very few people at that time that were doing anything direct marketing wise. Um, and so I started looking outside of the industry and trying to bring some of those concepts to real estate. And it took a while to figure out how to, to make it work for a, a residential broker. Um, but I found a few things that really made sense. And I've been using that, um, that formula or that system for the last year and a half with some really great success. So cold calling is traditionally a big part of, of any real estate business, you know, contacting listings, um, you know, farming your area. And if you're working on REO, you know, or foreclosure or contacting, uh, expires, all that kind of stuff. You talk about direct marketing instead. How do you define direct marketing when it comes to real estate and what makes it superior to cold calling? Um, yeah, I think the direct marketing I, approach I take, um, is kind of, it's based on email and then I build other stuff on top of that. And so, um, basically it's, 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 um, what I think of direct marketing, I'm thinking of things that is not intrusive. It's not annoying. And it's, it's a way to advertise and build relationships through other forms other than calling people on the telephone that aren't expecting your call. Yeah. So the way I start out is I start out with email because that came natural to me. Um, and the other reason I started out on that is because, uh, a long time ago I, I was building my own websites and I've, I've since gone to real estate webmaster websites. We're all based on SEO mm -hmm. and I was creating a lot of leads, but since I was selling REO, I was just really, you know, cherry picking the best ones out of that. Yeah. And I, and I, and I created a big enough list where I knew I had to, that, you know, as the, as the REO market was heading down, I had to do something else. So I, I already had this set of leads and I had this knowledge about email and direct marketing. So I kind of put those two things together and then um, used that content that I was creating and repurposed it a, a bunch of different ways to kind of maximize 
the effect that I was getting for, for, um, those emails. Got it. So, you know, I mean, how I always think about leads is, you know, especially true in online marketing, there's this issue of quality versus quantity, which you describe. What tactics do you use to qualify leads, nurture them and weed out folks who aren't ready or aren't serious about working with you? Yeah, sure. That's a great question. Um, I cut, especially with leads that I don't know that are online, there's two different ways I kind of qualify them. And one of them, um, I picked up from, um, Joe Polish and mm-hmm. it was a, it was a uh, podcast that he and, um, I love marketing, right? I love marketing yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah. And so several years ago they were doing one on email and they talked about, um, something they, a system they called five star clients. Mm -hmm. And they were the five things every client must have to do to work with you. Um, and there were things like, you know, they have to be willing to communicate with you. They have to be friendly and cooperative. They have to know what they want. They have to know when they want it and they have to want to work with you. And so if your client is missing more than one of those items, you're probably not going to work with them. Hmm. So that's the, one of the ways that I qualify leads. I start asking them those questions. So when do you want to, when are you thinking of selling in your house or, or what's your timeline for the purchase of your home? So and that are, way I are know. You, are you doing that is, verbally? Or are you doing that with email or SMS? How are you, uh, how are you asking those questions? All three ways. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I just try to mirror. I start out with email, and mm-hmm. then I mirror the way the client uh, communicates with me, uh-huh. and try to find out what the best way they want to communicate. And then I'll. I, it's mostly either through email, telephone calls, or uh, texting. So you know, generating leads is one thing, but converting mm-hmm. them is often a different story. Um, once you have a lead, what's your sort of special sauce for guiding them? towards actually a working relationship? Yeah, sure. Um, the kind of the other way that I qualify them and, I, um, I call it the conversion path. Yep. Um, there's a lot of different names to it, but it's all the steps that you have to go to from when you start thinking about buying or selling your home till you get all the way to the closing table. And so I try to find out where my clients are on that spectrum and then focus on, um, the concerns that they have at that point in the process. So if they're just starting to look and try to find out maybe where they want to live um, in Nashville, I'm not taking them to show listings. I'm trying to take them to show them areas of town Hmm. so they can see where they want to live first and then focus on the detail when we get to that point. Or, you know, or if they're just starting to look, I'm not asking them to, to sign an agency agreement because that's not what's in their mind at that point in time. They're, they're kind of deciding what they want to do. Got and it. so I try to find out where they are on that path and answer those concerns and questions that they have, um, at, at that point. So we can get them to take that next step. Okay. Cause I think that's what usually causes people not to move forward. It's because either they're not ready to, and I try to find that out through the, the, the five star questions or, there's some unanswered question or concern that they have that they can't, that's unresolved that they can't move forward without answering that. Yeah. Some misalignment. Um, what you describe, you know, in a sort of traditional marketing sense is called the, you know, buyer's or seller's journey. And and it sounds like you're doing a great job sort of mapping activities to where someone is in that journey. And so if I can frame this up for the listeners, 
you know, we're all consumers, right? And so the buyer's journey is starts at the point that we actually don't even know that we want or need to buy something. And then there's some activity or event that causes us to notice that something exists or we have a pain point like, Hey, we, we just had a baby and our one bedroom apartment is now too small. So we have to move, or we just got married and you know, we have a new job and it's in Chicago. And so we have to relocate or, you know, any of those things. And so the journey is really about attacking and applying the right resources to the right stage of the journey. So you can be in line just like you would do with a friend if they call. So I love that. Um, What are some of the biggest mistakes you see agents making when it comes to nurturing leads? Um, I think that they either don't do it enough. (laughs) Big mistake. Number one, if you're not nurturing leads, you are wasting money. Exactly. And the opposite side, I think then we have some people that are doing a way too much. Huh. Explain that. um, Or they're doing it uh, way too much in a way that is annoying. Like they're just cold calling people and over and over again, not trying to really build that relationship, but just trying to, um, you know, get, get the, the sale or the appointment and not really trying to, to nurture um, uh, uh, that trust and, and that, that mutual likability that people need to have in order to work together. Yep. So let's shift gears a little bit. Um, we talk a lot about, at least on the Placer Academy and, you know, when I speak and when I write about the importance of creating great content online, you know, both through your website and through other channels, what's your take on content marketing? Like, how are you using it in your business? Okay. That's a good question. Since I'm, uh, I'm just a small team. It's just me and my wife. And so I do 95% of our marketing. Um, and so trying to do content marketing like that, most people think is impossible. And and it's not really if you do it the way that I do it. And it starts with, a, uh, basically I start with a story based email. So my goal is to entertain them, um, with that story um, then kind of use that story to show them maybe to demonstrate how I can help them or to solve a problem for them or pro- provide some sort of expert advice. Um, and then I take, since, since there's some entertainment factor in there and also because there is some advice that's valuable in there, I think those two things really draw people to that and it's a, a lot different than what most other folks are doing, what their brokers are doing um, that are marketing out there. So I'm trying to do things that are different from anybody else, trying to do things that are entertaining and and that bring some kind of expert advice or education or knowledge that they need in, in order to um, accomplish what they want to with real estate. That's really interesting. Do you take, like I like how you start with email because it means that you're writing to a specific individual at Mm -hmm. a, at a specific point in the journey. Is that what guides you in the content to create? Yes, it does. I love that. Love that. That is a great methodology. So, um, if I can unpack that, imagine, you know, that you're writing an email or a drip to folks, folks that have identified as first time home buyers and they're just starting out. You write the email and then through the writing of it, you figure out what content would you need to send them to help them along their journey? Is that, do I get that right? You do. Awesome. 
this is something to copy. If anyone is listening and wants to think about content, this process allows you to make it tangible and to use it right away, not just randomly blog something and put it on your website. Um, so a lot of agents struggle with content marketing. They say it's a lot of work or they're not getting any results. You know, what would you tell folks? Uh, one, are you getting results out of it? Oh yes, that's yeah. I'm getting tons of results on it. Um, in fact, when the REO business died last year, I replaced I replaced that whole stream of income um, just off of using this system of direct marketing from from the database or from my list of folks that I had collected over the years. Awesome. So I want you to tell me. You know, we've talked a bit about the book, but tell me about the book. Like, if you were going to give me like a little snapshot of what it's about and who it helps walk me through okay. that. Yeah. So the book starts out with, um, something I believe that every marketing endeavor should start out with. And it's just, it's, it's an intense market research and study, not only of the market, but of your clients and what their concerns are and what their needs are. And so that's basically where it starts out is I kind of explain how I go about learning about my market and, and the, and the people that are in it Mm -hmm. and what they want and what they don't want and what they want to avoid. Um, from there, I talk about the way that I generate emails, excuse me, the way that I write emails. Um, and I, and I share with them a template that I, that I have that talks about the five parts of the email that I think are most important. Um, and then I also, um, have um, learned and developed a bunch of different themes of what I call for for emails, like talking about current events um, or you know writing an email that goes against the grain of, of popular thought out there. So those are kind of email templates or ideas that you can use um, and, and basically you can use and reuse them over again just just with just those themes have different content that carries it through. Mm. Um, then once you understand how your market and how to write an email, then I show how to the, the systems that I use um, to one to um, the systems that I use to take that information and repurpose it to get a, uh, a bigger bang for your buck with your marketing. Mm-hmm. And then also the systems that I use to lead generate um, and, and mostly lead convert, um, how to convert those leads, um, with the story based content and simple things like, uh, tracking and, and having the right type of website. Awesome. And then from there, I just give them examples of, of each one of those themes of, of an email of actual email that I've written and sent to my clients. So there's 10 different themes in there and 10 different emails so they can kind of understand, um, what I'm asking or what I'm suggesting that they do. That's fantastic. Um, where can folks find out about this book? Where can they get it? Yeah, they can go. Uh, it's it's at Amazon right now. It's available both in paperback and Kindle. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they want more information about it, they can go to um, a site that I have called agentsmarketintel.com. And at that site, they can get some more information about the book. Um, they can sign up for some, um, white papers and, or breakdowns of some of my emails of some of my more successful emails and why they work. And they can also get the first chapter there for free. That's awesome. Um, I want to, one of the things that you said made me think about when you started, 
What do you wish that you could have done differently? Oh, the probably started doing this direct marketing a long time ago instead of waiting until I'd been in the business, you know, uh, eight to 10 years. If I had started this um, back in 2005, there's no telling where I would be right now. So um, I, I think, I, and, and I also think really understanding how important it is to know who your clients are and to really understand the products in your market uh, before you go out there and try to sell. I think that's just imperative to, to being successful in this business. That's fantastic. Steve, thanks so much for being on the show. Really excited to have you. Um, you know, I love that you are sharing what you do. And I think that it's super important for people to have uh, models to look at. So sharing the exact emails that you share, your methodology, and it's not like someone has to copy it verbatim, but it gives them a playbook in which they can think about how can they apply it to their business. So thanks so much for being on. Oh, you're welcome, Seth. And and thank you for having me. This has been my pleasure. Awesome. Um, Folks, always connect with me on Twitter. That's at Seth Price. You can go to Playster.com if you have any questions about product or go to Playster.com forward slash academy if you want any of our content. We have over a thousand articles about real estate marketing and hundreds of videos and eBooks and all the information that you need and all that stuff is free. And um, I look forward to connecting with you the next time. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com slash podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.